I'm Greg Miller from kindoffunny.com and you're listening to Podcast X, Y, and Z. What's up, my people? Welcome to Podcast X, Y, and Z, the world's number fun video game podcast. I'm Caleb Pearson, one of your hosts to my right, my co-host. Andrew Matthew. My heart is beating fast. Why? I don't know. <laughs> My heart is oh, beating fast. Actually, I know why. It's a stupid question. It's not because of your nerves, though, right? No, no, no. It's no, not no. A, lack of, a lack of stage presence. It's because of all the sugar I've had on his arm. Or a lack of experience. The amount of sweet tea we've consumed in the last 90 minutes yeah, in an effort to finally catch up on Game of Thrones, we won't give away any spoilers. Uh, it's a lot. We're amped. I'm uh, amped. I, I feel fueled. Fueled. Uh, chemically by the food, socially by our squad. Squad. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Uh, if you're watching live at twitch.tv slash media interactive, um, no more Patreon. Whew. No more home page. We're, we're, we're one that like rogue era of the podcast where we have no home base anymore. Yeah. But I guess it's we Twitch. just in the cloud. Oh, yeah, Twitch. Yeah. The cloud. So, yeah, that's big. And then we go up on our YouTube. So, yeah, we'll sure. throw up the HD audio of this podcast, Andrew. Um, podcast X, Y, and Z, episode 30. The end. The end. Episode 30. 30 episodes, Andrew. Did you ever, ever think that we would get this far? I did not. The most optimistic of forecasts. No, no way. No. When you came into my basement the first time, no way. No way did I think episode 30. I thought at most 10. At most 10. I thought best case scenario, we get eight cringeworthy episodes in. And then one of us finally sits the other one down and says, This is too far. We got nothing. (laughs) We We absolutely got nothing. We got to cut the cord. But for whatever reason, against all odds, we're here and we love it. And it's been so fruitful. Yes. Um, And you guys make that happen. So this is it. Uh, We announced the end uh, of Media Interactive as we know it, Mm -hmm. at least. Um, And so this is our final live podcast and final upload. of podcast X, Y, and Z. And so throughout today, we're going to go through a few news items. Um, we're going to address a, a big picture question about the video games industry that Andrew came across uh, in life that's kind of stuck with him. Um, and then Andrew and I are going to take turns with goodbyes to our audience and to the podcast itself. Uh, we will not be saying goodbye to each other on air, so you're not going to see that. <laughs> and you wouldn't want to see that. Yeah, I probably don't want to see that. It would, it, I mean... You would just feel really alienated as a viewer, and you would be like confused. They would be like, "All right, these guys are actually pathetic." These guys, it, are it would go beyond. Weird. It would go beyond. Okay, I can get behind their passion to like, gr- like stop. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, just stop. like break the hug at this point. Kind of <laughs> yeah, up. right. Um, but is the, is the screen frozen? Yeah, or are they yeah, still yeah, hugging? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can hear a slight whimpering in the background. <laughs> yeah, like, what's yeah. going on? Um, so, but we are going to address you guys, the crowd. So throughout tonight, as we record, feel free to throw out. Um, any thoughts or words you have for us? Any last um, side missions you want us to go any on? Any last side missions about the industry? Any words of encouragement for us or for Andrew or for each other? Uh, this is an opportunity to be known and be loved uh, amidst the media interactive community. Yep. So, Andrew, without further ado, without let's further jump ado. into tonight's campaign. The story mission. Story mission time. Feel free to throw in side missions as we go, um, and we'll kind of flow through the podcast as normal. Uh, number one. Story mission number one on the campaign, Andrew. Detective Pikachu is actually a good movie. Actually a good... Okay. I, I think it got more money than Avengers Endgame first weekend. At this point, or like, like compared to... Opening weekends. You, maybe wait, maybe wait. I made that up. No, 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 no. I think you're dead wrong. Okay. And I think what you mean is it, 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 it's opening weekend beat Endgame's like third weekend. 
Oh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I just saw I, I saw a clickbait no, title, that, and, article. and that's what it is. It's gotcha. clickbait saying Pikachu beat Endgame, but duh, because Endgame's been out a while. Right, okay. Nevertheless, uh, disclaimer: I haven't seen it. Neither have you. I haven't seen so it. So we're not gonna talk about how much we love the movie or what the movie is actually about. But I'm just glad cr- critics like it. Yeah. I have stopped caring about video game movies since. Kanye West was in the Assassin's Creed trailer. Yeah. When when that soundtrack was chosen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said goodbye yeah. to ever, ever signing on to a video game And that movie. was like, uh, that had potential. Michael Fassbender is a great actor oh, yeah. as as Ezio. Was he Ezio? I actually don't even know. Uh, well, he had, he had just done the Apple movie where he was like Steve Jobs oh, or something yeah. weird. Um, but either way, I'm so glad to hear that the movie's doing well. I, I am going to go see it. Yeah. And that's a big thing. If it's not a Star Wars movie and I'm paying more than a month of Netflix to go see it, it's a big deal. That's how you know. Yeah. Right? Um, and so I'm very excited to do that. Again, Sword and Shield, Pokemon will be coming out in the fall. So I like that it's mainstream Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are, are you excited to see it? Are you I see am it? excited. I was nervous for um, another Ryan Reynolds sarcastic character. Um, I thought I was like worried that it was just gonna be another Deadpool, but in like a Pokemon costume. And I thought it'd be really weird, but yeah. it seems like people are really loving it. It seems like it's hitting the right notes um, for people like our age and then for kids, and uh, a really good just snapshot of the Pokemon universe, which is really cool because I also really like the Pokemon animated movies. I know that's like pretty wildly accepted. I don't think that's like a crazy statement to say, but it's cool to see it in um, CGI live live action like that so I'm definitely really excited I really like um, Justice Smith I think is the the main dude yeah gotcha I believe that's yeah. his name I, I think he's really talented hmm. um, Roro says I still haven't got to see it can we check it out he says remember that Assassin's Creed movie a few years ago yeah yeah um, I yeah, never we, saw we, it I never saw it My I, technically my mom said it was a good movie so your mom went to see it no, like she like saw it on like FX, you know, like a while later. Oh, like it was gotcha. one of those TV gotcha. movies that came on, and she was like, "Oh, you played that game, right? It's pretty fun. It was a good Dude, movie." Dude, if you don't know how cool Andrew's mom is by now, <laughs> you, yeah, you have no, you just have no clue. No, good kudos for for her and them. Yeah, I I never saw it at that point, Andrew. I was playing Assassin's Creed Unity and loving it. Yeah. So there's a part of me that was protective of like, oh, I don't right, want right, to ruin right. this. Yeah, experience. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let us know your Detective Pikachu thoughts if you're excited about that kind of movie, or even bigger picture in the chat, like. What do you think about video game movies as a whole? Yeah, uh, Ready Player One was good. It was good, I, but it's I really not. Liked it. It's not a video game adaptation Correct. of a movie. Correct. It's a combined thing. Yeah. But uh, what's ironic about Detective Pikachu, Andrew, is the juxtaposition between that and Sonic. Because yeah. Because yeah, Sonic yeah. is uh, such a blatant <laughs> piece of garbage, right? <laughs> well, they're redoing the CGI. But again, so who knows? The, the, the Detective Pikachu, they're ingrained in society. Yeah. So you see a Pokemon, you're not like, whoa, what is this furry woodland creature that talks? You're like, there's a Pokemon. Yeah. Whereas Sonic, it's the whole movie's... It's, it's, <laughs> oh my goodness, what is this blue furry thing in my butt? Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense, you know? And so I like the idea that, that Pokemon yeah. is so ingrained in society, which yeah. is true in real life, right. that it's accepted. Yeah. Um, and like my little cousin has started trading Pokemon cards and stuff. So I feel the world coming to life again beyond video games Andrew yeah, no, the true. idea that we can bond over these things together so I hope it doesn't make companies super excited to get video game adaptations um, like too like like just so so much where it's like every good video game gets ruined by a movie because I don't want to say it, but I don't think that's the, the case I think Sonic is just a, a terrible um, experience for everyone uh, Daniel says I think the least of the Sonic movies problems is the CGI yep yeah probably they probably mess up on a lot of I yeah who, who knows XYZ mom says I like Wreck It Ralph. Does that count? It definitely does count. Wreck It Ralph was a good movie. I um, I that's my mother. It's yeah, gotta be my it, mother. No, for sure. X Y Z mom. I'm just impressed she found out to make a Twitch username. 
If she did. XYZ mom. Shout out. XYZ mom. Go follow her. She'll never stream. Yeah, I actually haven't seen Wreck-It, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, the, the second one yeah, is yeah, Breaks yeah. the Internet. Breaks which internet. is interesting because it uses a lot of logos and rights to... Is, in the same way Ready Player One got rights, mm-hmm. you know, to video game characters, yeah, yeah. the Ralph, the Wreck-It, whatever movie, got rights to, like, make fun of Google and like Facebook Google, and Twitter yeah, and all that. Yeah. But it, it, I like the meta of those movies right, where it's, like, yeah. very aware of itself of how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um I'm, I'm definitely excited to go see it. XYZ Mom is trying to be as cool as Andrew's mom says, XYZ Mom. XYZ Mom, you're very cool. Ma, you're cool, all right? I appreciate you. You're, you're cool. You're very cool. You're cool. You didn't watch Assassin's Creed on FX, cool, but, <laughs> but I guess you'll be there one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, moving on. Story mission number two on the campaign today. Straight into video games, Yay. Ghost Recon Breakpoint was revealed. Here's why it's cool. Uh, beyond Tom Clancy and, and the way people like those video games. Uh, John Bernthal, John who plays Bernthal. Shane in The Walking Dead, yeah, uh, played the Punisher in The Punisher, right? Is that what it's called? Correct. Um, super awesome actor and, and performer, um, and, and he does such a good job. So there's a there's a story trailer out yeah, yeah. Um, that's super compelling, and I'm excited for it. I, I didn't play Wildlands. Um, I haven't played too many Ghost Recon games. Same. Like, actually, um, I'm, I'm... This is the first time I'm like getting involved in sort of the lead up to a Ghost Recon game. So this is a first for me. I'm really excited. I was hoping for a gameplay. I don't know why I was hoping for it. Even watching it and knowing what kind of style the trailer is, and I was kind of hoping for like a show me the gun. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because I I reacted the same way, but I wasn't thinking the way I normally do with an industry mindset of, okay, when is this game coming out? Who's developing it? Yeah. When did John do his performance capture? Like, all that stuff runs through my mind when I'm watching Uh a trailer. But for this one, I literally was like, I I want to know more about this game and I want to know how it plays. Yeah. Because the Ghost Recon name, while carrying a legacy, I don't think it carries a lot of clarity as to what the style of game is. Right, that's why I was very confused. Um, But the narrative of of their trailers, and and they have always done a good job of cadence with their marketing, Uh, and I think it it came at a perfect time when we we had talked about the fall lineup and like when we're going to start to see some of these reveals happen. Yeah. So that E3 is not a reveal, but it's a, remember when we revealed this, here's more kind of thing. Right. yeah, should be should be good. I'm like, excited like, to try. It, am I like so dumb to ask? Like, is it first person or is it third person? Like, I actually, you're not dumb to ask that. It's probably third person. I have no clue. I have no clue. No, I don't know. I just know Shane is cool. John Bernthal is freaking cool, dude. He's. Really I went cool. back and watched the pilot of Walking Dead the other day, and here's the thing: we're we we don't have remastered right now. Like, this is a video game podcast. Yeah, blah <laughs> blah blah. I know I'm going off track. Walking Dead's not good anymore, but man, it was so good. Andrew. It was so good. It was when so I channeled good. watching that pilot again, I was, was like, so "This is awesome." It was so good. What a what a good show. That pilot was great. Uh, Daniel yeah. says it's third person. Thank you. Nailed it. Why don't we just directly ask him anymore? Uh, yeah. I love that we like yeah. try we to try. figure it out ourselves. <laughs> We're like, we run a show. Oh, we can gosh. do this. When dummies bounce ideas off each yeah. other and try to gain traction, it just doesn't it, work. Go straight to the experts. Okay, so third person. Daniel Prince. Is it a... I, can, I guess like it would be cool if it were it, like co-op... Um, like if we could both play and then watch John Bernthal like lead us into victory, that'd be kind of cool. Well, is he a is he a villain? I couldn't even tell. Uh, I was. I think it's ambiguous. I don't really know what's going on, um, but I'm excited to just see see what happens with it. And do you think we get footage at E3? Oh man, um, I'm trying to think of what that stage looks like and what games they have I do I do think so just because we haven't had a lot of other reveals right 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 as far as a release date I think it just said yeah 2019 or something yeah um 
But I, I think we will. I think we'll see more about it. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think John does a fairly good job on Twitter with his presence of like, I've been working on this. Like, uh, okay. Or, or start to do interviews or, or, or reach out to people like that. Yeah. Um, the Ghost Recon games also, Andrew, are at a caliber where they can get uh, first looks from outlets and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they, I wouldn't be surprised if this was an IGN first in the fall. Oh, right, right. Or, or, or if GameSpot yeah. gets on board and says, hey, here's what you need to know about Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Because that's a game that's big and the name is recognizable, but yeah. it's not the one everyone's chasing after yeah. right now. Um, I'm excited for it. Daniel for says sure. Brenthal is the villain. I just looked it up. Dan- cool. Daniel, thank you. And he, oh, he's such a good, such a good villain. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I like, we talked about it, I think, last episode. It was kind of like the, a little bit of the thrill of having Kevin Spacey in a video game, even though now, you know, Kevin Spacey's... Who cares about Kevin Spacey on Call Dude, of Duty? Dude, he's getting dragged through the judicial court Good, like a yeah. bag of rocks. But, but at the time when we, when he was, you know, back then, having Kevin Spacey on a Call of Duty game was really exciting. So it's exciting to have someone like John Berthal on a game and hopefully, you know... He doesn't act yeah, like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully he isn't a terrible person. Dude, he seems like a good guy. He does, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I feel good about it. Um, again, the more the merrier. Bring on the games. Let us know what we're going to see at E3. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. It'll be super I got an E3... Um, I did too. Like Email? Get, was it Get Ready? for? It's like yeah. right around the corner. I was so, like, Holy. yeah, let me... I don't know if you can picture this, but the email was relatively dumb. Yeah, that, it was. Because it the was. title is like, uh, Get Ready for E3. And yeah. then you click on the email, and the body of the email is the exact same thing as the title. Get Ready for E3. And then nothing. It was like it was like we hadn't signed up yet. It was like uh, I was waiting for the the email to render. Yeah. And yeah. then I realized, oh, that's the somebody. I, this is an automated. I, I didn't feel special. Yeah. So they got me. But I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. I, I'm so to ready. answer your email. Yeah. I responded. I yes. responded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited about that, Andrew. Uh, speaking of Kevin Spacey and all that judicial nonsense. Um, United States Senator, I believe from Missouri, introduced yeah. a bill to ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions in video games. That's really interesting. That's a really interesting turn, I think, in the video game industry because, I mean, the whole argument is around, you know, now with Fortnite being so successful, um, the player base of these games are way younger than an 18-year-old. And now, not that Fortnite is pay-to-win, but now you're seeing more and more younger audiences be involved in these games. and they're the audience for these companies like EA to say, oh, pay, get your parents' credit card, pay $5 for this loot box. And now you're starting to see, um, I, I just can't believe that there's a bill being introduced today or like five days ago about video games. Like, no pay to win. That's crazy. Like, it, I don't think it'll ever get passed. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't, being and, and again, skeptical I'm, or what. I'm fairly ignorant. I, I I am politically involved, but I consider myself fairly ignorant on this point. I mean, the bill's introduced. Who the heck knows what that means or what's going to happen with it? But it's so interesting, Andrew, that people can bash on violence in video games until the sun goes down and, and no one in Congress bats an eye. Yeah. And I would argue, rightfully so, worry about the world. Yeah. Congress. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but the moment money is involved, yeah. it's like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Video games are huge. Yeah. There's a lot of money happening here. Let's get involved. Oh, wait a second. The taxpayer uh, feels screwed by this. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to pay attention to it. Yeah. And it's games like Battlefront where 
a, a mom goes out there and is going to buy the video game with the shiny stick swords for yeah. their kid that happens to be run solely by microtransactions. Yeah. So now that relatively small portion of the video games industry is now blown up. Yeah. And it's interesting that it's Missouri. Like, why? Like, why? Yeah. Like, what? Because they probably have nothing to do except video games, I guess. <laughs> like, is it always cloudy and raining? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, but I think it's cool. I No matter what happens, I just want a developer to read this and be like, oh, Maybe yeah. less. Maybe less, but just yeah. and, and just one guy in the meeting say, "Hey, you know, he, you know, he's gonna be nervous. Uh-huh. His voice is crackling. This is second day. Uh, like he's fixing his yeah. uh his, his pre-tied bow tie. Like yeah. maybe less microtransactions. They all look. Everyone stops. And then, you know, fine. Like that's it. Just less. <laughs> yeah. Just less. I get it. Daniel um, brings up an interesting point. It's a dangerous precedent, though. If things were, if this were to get passed, what else would they try to regulate in games if this were to be passed? I mean, it's, yeah, it is interesting to think, like, if they get involved in it all, like, what does that mean for the state of games? And but at this point, like, I don't know, man. I'm worried that when I have kids, like, the state of video games will be so loot box heavy that I will have to think about getting them a console without me being around. Because of the, the sheer amount of, like, horror stories I've heard, and when we were kids, what could we buy? <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> Dude, literally, ring pops. There was literally nothing I could, like, I mean, there was definitely things I could, like, steal $5 and go to the candy store, but it's not like I could pay a thousand, I mean, we just covered a story about Mortal Kombat having skins up to 6000 whatever. $6,200. And, and, like, what if a kid has his parents' credit card, and his 10-year-old friend comes over and is like, yo, I want that skin, you know? I don't know, it's just like, and, I, yeah. I get it. No, like, and I get what Daniel's saying, but I think his point speaks to the fact that it's not going to pass. Yeah, or, right. or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually some guy is going to read this bill and be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, why is this here? Is this a typo? Like, yeah. like, I could literally see him saying, Star Wars isn't real, and throwing it away. Like, yeah. just not knowing what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but honestly, dude, if the government can crack down on some monopolization and say like, Hey, like now we're watching you, mm. so watch your watch your move. Yeah, um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, because again, Game Pass, smaller across the board subscriptions, keep can keep people in check, and then focus on content that's actually good, and then you update it and yeah. stuff like that. Um, you know, Apex and all those games need microtransactions, so as long as they're cosmetic mm-hmm. focused, right. right? And again, Apex is not doing well on yeah. that front, so. I get the model for a certain video games, but the idea there is pay to win. If you can look at the formula of the game and blatantly see, okay, you no developer misses this. They're purposely yeah, trying like, yeah, right, intent, to, right, right. to lock you in. Right. And then what's worse is in the case of Battlefront 2, it wasn't marketed as yeah. such. It yeah. was you can unlock Darth Vader within 48 hours. Yeah. That was the marketing. Yeah. And then the realization is if you pay $40. So it's like th- th- that is blatant, uh, unethical practice in, in my mind. Yeah, um, but I-, I do like to see it. it whenever video games enter the news, man, oh, it's my favorite thing to watch a CNN anchor try to <laughs> struggle talk. through Fortnite. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah, breaking news. And just even the way they'll like say the word PlayStation yeah, or, yeah. or explain it, yeah, yeah. the way these games work, and then they like cut to like a generic you know backlog footage of some kid like you know like you know yeah. in movies where they like move yeah. the controller around uh-huh. and you're like you as a director must not know how games work <laughs> right, 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 uh, right and that was so funny it was one of uh breaking bad it was one of the problems i had with breaking bad uh the second to last season jesse would play with that kid and his uh-huh. mom and they would play a racing game and they would just like yeah. turn the xbox controller 
and I'm he's just like, like, "What are you guys doing?" They just needed to what watch someone play video games yeah. for like an hour yeah. to realize that yeah. it's just like uh, it's more... too funny. Yeah. It's too funny. Daniel says, "As long as it doesn't impact the creative, uh, yeah, of the games, I go with it." Roro says, "Indeed, yeah, I mean for sure." And I, I yeah, I guess there's, I we know it won't get passed, so it's just interesting, as you said, to hear it on the news, yeah, and hear people th- think about these things. Absolutely. Andrew, second to last story mission for today's campaign, uh, Rage Two is officially in our possession comes out tonight at midnight midnight uh and that's going to be a large uh focus for bethesda e3 the showcase that we will be at in person yeah we will in la in june you know that um how Come excited on, are you for this game um on two fronts one is the more immediate jumping into it and then second like the rolling content moving forward yeah <laughs> actually Roro has a funny joke about our last segment um talking about those news stations covering it yeah yeah in quotes mario is hurting our children shows pokemon footage yeah oh, like, yeah literally yeah that. it's like not ridiculous yeah. uh, um, that's funny that's too um, funny dude i'm really excited i'm really excited because uh <laughs> daniel did a whole bethesda predictions which i thought was really interesting too mm. talking about doom internal eternal and those things and i i play a little bit of doom but i don't know maybe i'm just like spoiled bratty Something about playing a game that isn't out right now, it's like I could be playing something that's like newer. So the fact that like Rage 2 is coming out now and it's like a new wave of new games and it and I've heard like the best comparison of this game is like it's Doom esque combat. I think that that makes me really excited. Um I'm interested because I like like we've talked about, I don't know I don't have any knowledge about this game or how it works. Um so I'm I'm really excited. What about you? I think it's gonna be all the rage. You know what I'm talking about, Andrew. No, I'm excited. All right, um, see you guys. <laughs> I, and, and it's so funny because you and I did the the fifty dollar pre order Microsoft card. You get an extra ten, the deal. And then we finally, I I got my email for ten. You're still waiting on Why yours. Why did you bring that up? Um, man, what a is that worth it? Was that worth it? I guess it was. Ten dollars off saved of the new ten game. bucks. Yeah. But it was just we had to wait, you know, seven yeah, to eight business that's days. How they get you. Tell me why emails take business days. Yeah. Explain to me the logic of that, Andrew. Well, there's a whole factory. Mailmen don't run the Wi Fi. <laughs> Mailmen aren't delivering yeah. Wi Fi signals. Yeah. Email don't take business days, but all I'm saying. We finally got it, it's pre ordered. I'm excited to play it. That's gonna be the new game to do. Um, and then basically as we approach Bethesda E three, that'll be our opportunity. To basically know what they're talking about yeah, right, when they're exactly. on stage, because we know it's not going to be um, Elder Scrolls heavy or anything like that. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I don't think there's any co-op or any multiplayer. Yeah. They uh, had uh-huh. like a, a tweet about the roadmap of content, and there is like free content coming out after, which I'm excited for. Um, it's like Borderlands esque, which is cool, and there's no Randy Pitchford behind it, so I don't have to uh, worry about any. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting. Andrew, we're getting there, buddy. We're getting okay, there. Okay, we're getting there. Let's move on to um, the final story mission of the final campaign wow. for Podcast X. You just throw in those big words out there. I, they're you? big. The words are big, but they're also accurate. Yeah, what can you do? It's true. Um, Andrew, you wrote down, someone told me video game stories will never be as good as those found in TV or movies. Yeah. And you wanted to talk about this. I did. I it was it was shocking to me how accepted. So the the situation was we were just hanging out. Like there wasn't we weren't talking about video games or anything. Um, but then for a second we just briefly mentioned Xbox games. I don't remember what game he was saying. But then in just like the middle of the conversation, he just said in a lower tone, but like, yeah, like because there was people around that weren't gamers. So to explain it, he was like, yeah, but it's not like 
it will never be like a TV show or movie. Like it was a video game story, and it kind of it, it was a passing statement, but it kind of stuck with me of like this person will, like has basically categorized video game stories to never reach any TV. Like you could have the best video game story and it won't reach and TV the worst and movies. TV. Yeah, you know, and I and I and I kind of get that. I will I will start with saying that I kind of understand the sentiment there. I kind of see how there's something to say for like you're not you know having to do all the grind like all all the in-between things in a tv show and a movie you're just watching the characters develop but sometimes and i was thinking to myself like there are video games that i truly adore but on if i just stripped away the medium if i just said and i put them on a list and i didn't think about movie tv or game i didn't think about that category i just put them on a list will i would i think of a video game better than like my favorite tv show or something like that um, and I was interested to think of what you guys think about the way that you uh, enjoy entertainment. Is your video game stories just like a a side thing that you then go to TV and you're like, yeah, this is where the story's at? Or do you think like video game stories are up there? I mean, I don't know. What what, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, a couple thoughts. One, I'll just address it directly. Um, they're wrong. Yeah. Uh, to, to say video game stories will never be as good as those found in TV or movies is wrong. Um, and, and the reason why I think they said that was, again, clearly they're probably not, they don't game, so they yeah. don't maybe understand it. But also, Andrew, movies and TV have been around for 100 years. Yeah. About literally. Like, we're, you know, so there's an American culture where in the late 70s, there were four TV channels. Four. Yeah. And everybody in the world is tuning in to watch MASH. Yeah. And there's a TV culture, and now there's a movie culture where Avengers Endgame is is sinking, so to yeah. speak, the Titanic total gross, you know, amount of, of, of the movie industry. And so that medium has been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Video games are 30 years old. Right. Video games are as old. They're, they're essentially probably in in all honesty 45 to 50 years old right like my dad is like pushing 50 years old and he grew up around like the nintendo coming out when he was a teenager kind of thing so that is where we're at but the idea that video games as far as a timeline have a long way to go to catch up to tv movies narratively they're so close yeah and you and i have talked about this before but my ability to engage with a story to the point of controlling it, yeah, literally, right, right, right. is a good thing. Right. Um, and the reason I, I hope this bears weight with people that are listening is mm-hmm. because I am a TV guy. Yeah. I have always said to everyone, you included, yeah, for sure. T- I put TV above video games. Yeah, yeah. That's why we are called media interactive. Right. We're not called games interactive. We're not called video, whatever. It's entered the entertainment industry as a whole, but the different facets we have of you can go to the movies and, and engage in a community of people in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. You can sit on the, your couch and just simply receive TV. Yeah. But video games are interactive. Yeah. And I I love it, and I just think it's not true. They can absolutely be as good. Some of them are. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy, and we, we have a lot of comments, so okay. I'll try to I'll try to move through. Them. Yeah. Go go for uh, it. But we'll start with a comment from your mom. She says, "But do you think video games can capture the depth of emotion that you can get in a movie or a TV show?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny she says that because I I have cried from video game stories all yeah. the time. Um, the reason it most likely cannot mm-hmm. is because of one. Video game production mm-hmm. is not prioritizing act the acting. Right, off, it, it's the gameplay. Yeah, 
So so your controlling physically of the person outweighs mm. any talent of acting. Yeah. The one exception would be Naughty Dog in The Last of Us where they very emphasize the acting, right? Yeah. And that story is so compelling to me. Yeah. And it's something that is above a lot of TV shows in my mind. But I think she has a good point. Yeah. The way I love TV more than video games is because I grow with TV. We yeah. just talked about it. Right, right, we were right. at 8th grade when, when Game, of, Game Thrones of Thrones season on. 1 was filmed. Right. So to grow and experience a show that is ingrained in culture like that, whereas games are obviously not ingrained in culture. We just saw that mm-hmm. with the bill introduced in Missouri, with the lack of understanding about Detective Pikachu. Like, the world is still warming up to the idea of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of exposure is a bad rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas nobody bats an eye at TV or movies, even if it's trash. Yeah. Um, and that's a little frustrating for me. Yeah. Um, and even tonight, like, we're wrapping up a podcast, mm-hmm. and there are going to be people that don't understand mm-hmm. what that means yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're going to watch, and it's going to unfold here in the next, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And maybe they'll understand why we're saying what we're saying and why yeah. we're feeling what we're feeling. Maybe they won't, Yeah. but it doesn't matter because it, it ultimately is that idea of, of finding a passion and then connecting over it. And, yeah. and that's best done with other people in a real life situation. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I totally agree. And I think like there are definitely, I definitely see merit to your point because the idea, like sometimes you get taken out when there's a loading screen, right? And you can't avoid a loading screen. I mean, like maybe one day we'll get a video game where you can play it start to finish without any loading screens. But you'll hit a point where you're you put the controller down, mm-hmm. or you look to your phone. And a TV show or a movie, yeah, there are dull moments, but you're still seeing a character, you're still seeing a location. There are things that keep you immersed in there, so that la- that depth of emotion comes, and you are being you're consuming something from start to finish. But I mean, not to beat that dead horse, but there is something crazy about moving Arthur Morgan to the objective, no matter what you try to do, who you talk I mean, to, you- and you make decisions. But it's like when you walk a different way, and then like what we said every time, every time we say this, and I'll say this again, when we interact with a character and it turns out different than you, exactly, there is and that's there is more depth than I'll ever get from a TV show, and that's my point. Is ultimately you can control what happens, right? And that is such people marvel at that. Yeah. And again, when video games started, it was pong, it was two D tennis, yeah. it was silly. Well, I can get pixels to move like this. Yeah. Now it's like, wait a second. You can have artistic expression, yeah, not just right. in the development of this video game, right but in the way play. somebody yeah. plays it. Yeah, it's brilliant. And that, it, it, I, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times, I'll say it until I'm dead. Video games is the only entertainment medium that can do that. Yeah, the correct. closest we've ever come is Netflix interactive TV shows Bond where every smash. five to ten yeah. minutes you click left, right, up, or down. Yeah. And people marvel at it. The world is like, whoa, this is crazy. And we say, we've been that's doing been it. around for 20 years. <laughs> we've been doing it. And it's good, but yeah. again, it's good. Right. I have no beef with that. I think yeah. it's awesome. But again, there's so much to learn from the world of video games, and you would be surprised the people that start in this realm and go on to that. Because no, exactly. there is still a, a hierarchy there a little bit of the industries and all that. Does anybody else have any other? Yeah, we, we've got a lot. That's I'm, good. I'm trying I, to I want them it. to be heard. So I'm trying to get through it. Daniel says, in many ways, games are light years ahead of movies. If you just want a high-budget, linear story, then sure. Probably a movie is the way to go, but if you want to feel engaged and attached to the story, games are the way to go. Yeah, that's, that's very true. My good friend Cameron shows up in the chat, says, My boy's nice shirts. Cameron, thanks for tuning in. Rora says, I had this conversation with my friend. I feel like so many people are missing out on so many great stories in gaming. And when Hollywood does try to adapt them for film and movies, they always do them dirty. 
until recently with Detective Pikachu, but then coming right after that is freaking Sonic the Hedgehog, and we all know what's going on with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's really difficult when you meet someone that will say, I won't, like, I, I like you try to talk about, like, stories and characters, and you bring up a video game, like, wait, is that a video game? Like, no, we're talking about stories here, and you're like, I definitely know those people that are definitely like, oh, yeah, but that's a video game. We're talking right. about, like, right. TV. We're talking about things that are... Like, I, I, I totally feel where you're at, Rover, because there's an element of, like, some people will never experience no. that yeah. Red Dead, and they'll never know what it's no. like. And they just won't get the, you know, the characters of The Witcher, and we got the worst ending possible, but it was like, we did it. We did it to ourselves. And again, it, it, it's getting better, but if you call somebody a gamer, you're judged... And you picture some fat slob with no life playing yeah. World of Warcraft, right? Because for whatever reason, when games started to get in depth and and character driven and control, you control a story. It was the PC fantasy genre that right. took off, right. right? Right. But now, you know, now it's it's realistic, apocalyptic, mm-hmm. where even though it's a clearly fictionalized story, mm-hmm. the the reason people gravitate towards it is because on some level you can relate. Yeah. Why do you like TV or movies? Because at some level, you can relate. And you can channel what is going on. You're Mm -hmm. like, you know, that was good. The way the sound and the scope, Mm -hmm. the the grand scheme of the production of that thing Mm -hmm. basically immersed you in it. Mm -hmm. And putting a controller in somebody's hand guarantees immersion. Mm -hmm. It absolutely does. Yeah. And it's only the silly moments that pull you back out. Yeah, for sure. And it's like when you're playing a game like Mass Effect where every little conversation you have to choose what kind of person you're going to be, you have to ask yourself... What am what is this character gonna do? But what am I gonna do? And that might be seem like oh everyone picks the good guy, but there's so many different ways to picture what a good guy looks like or a good girl looks like. And you think about the character and the way they're in you and you put the controller down and then you go to class. You're thinking like, man, I made that decision to talk to someone and now I'm having real life conversation. How do I interact with that person? There's you don't get that in any TV show or movie experience. You're sitting there saying. Wow, that person acted that character that way. That's interesting. Right. Or what did you think of this objective? But that's you. You did that right. in that game, and that and that's crazy. Um, yeah. Zach says, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the new one, had a story that was way better than the last Star Wars movie, in my opinion. Um, Roro says, totally agree uh, to earlier points. Roro says, The Last of Us, as, as a movie, Life is Strange as TV, Uncharted as a movie trilogy, Bioshock as a movie. Those could be amazing movie shows if done well and respected their, if respected their sources. I also think Destiny's lore and story would make an aw- an awesome Star Wars-like epic again if it were done well. I think that's what's really interesting too because especially with Destiny, you know, they got De- uh, Nathan Fillion to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting because you'd have, uh, it was almost like you were watching a TV show in a way. Especially with the way the expansions were, you know, put out and the way that all this stuff was handled. Um, it's like when you have these big, you know, and now like, um, who plays the big PlayStation guy, the voice actor that everyone, like... Troy Baker and Troy, Norma. Troy Baker, like, these people are almost as big as actors. And oh, yeah. you don't yeah, yeah. you don't really, they don't get to see them a whole act, but the way they perform as these characters are almost well, and as a, big as again. Andrew, they both run a YouTube channel and are content where they're at. Right. They they don't care to dive into Hollywood and and do movies, and they also are very very intentional. Yeah. Of of bonding with their fans yeah. and, and doing things that go beyond the game. Right. I mean, when when that when we went viral with Greg's tweet, Troy was one of the first ones to tweet at me. Yeah. And say like, this is why I'm a best friend. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, and that. It, it, it makes him real. Yeah. It makes all of it real. 
It makes all of us real. Yeah. Like, like Greg knows right now tonight that we are recording this final podcast, and he wished us well. Mm-hmm. One of our fans have, has reached out to him and communicated with him. It, it, is, it has made the untouchable touchable and, and relatable, mm-hmm. and we are all on the same page, and that's what we sought out to do. Yeah. And I just think that is yeah. so incredible that it actually happened. Yeah. Um, bringing purpose to the mundane. That, that is what talking about video games can because do. everyone's talking about TV show movies in some capacity right but it's like putting putting video games on the same plane like, I love yeah. how you put that Lauren said it's really interesting because you can study books and TVs and movies and classes but not video game stories that's a really interesting point I wonder if one day you'll see a class turn into like video game stories and dissecting some of those things I, I would love that XYZ mom says great points cool discussion Daniel says yes agree great discussion Zach says well spoken lads Daniel says every person should experience the stories of Last of Us Uncharted Red Dead Bioshock these games are phenomenal pieces of storytelling what a good roundtable discussion um i i i totally i i'm still i'm still pondering these things as I, as i go as a consumer because sometimes it does feel alienating to be on your couch at 10 p.m just playing a video game and then going to sleep whereas like game of thrones you know you get on twitter it's talked about you go to class the next day it's talked about but you go to school the next day and no one's playing the same game at the same time you are but as Caleb has said, as you guys have pointed out, like that's what this is community has been about. Is we've been able to, we've really been able to treat video games like a TV show development. We've been able to say like, yo, what are you playing this week? As if we were all watching the same Game of Thrones episode. In the same way, we're playing Halo Master Chief Collection or Breath of the Wild, and the, and the, the ways that is experienced and communicated, I think is the beauty of video game in that way. Is when you bring people in the in the same table. And you treat it as if we all watch the same Walking Dead episode. It becomes just as powerful, just mm-hmm. as moving when we talk about these characters that are so uh, revered and has meant so much to us. We we had a, a segment about you know favorite video game heroes. They're not just fictional heroes. We played them. I'll never get to say I played as Walter White. Like as much as right. I love Breaking Bad and it's up there as my favorite show, I think about Arthur Morgan and I think about the decisions I made as Arthur Morgan. And I yeah. think about decisions you made as Arthur Morgan, and I think there, there's a level there that, like, like we've said, yeah. uh, it, it will just never be reached. Hmm. That's good, Andrew. Um, I want to devote the last few minutes of our time uh, with podcast X, Y, and Z to the audience, kind of from us, um, and so this is going to be an, our opportunity to say our goodbyes. Um, to them, to the audience. So again, I, I, I prefaced at the beginning, Andrew and I are not saying goodbye to each other right now. Uh, for most of you, we are not even saying goodbye to interacting with you. Um, I, I'm excited to still connect with you guys. You guys have become loved ones uh, if you weren't already. Um, and so I'm excited to see that continue. But the, the truth of the matter is, um, this is it. This is it. And we've been doing this nine months straight. Whew. Uh and it, 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 the Lord has made it very clear that it's time for us to appreciate it uh, in this way. So I'm going to let you say goodbye just however you want. And, and, and so this is for live on the stream. Just hear us out. And then it, I also want it on the record for the HD audio just so it can go up on YouTube and we can kind of have it. So I don't know if you want to. That's crazy, man. That's a crazy prompt. I when you When you showed up, to ask me to do this I never thought I'd be having to say goodbye in this way like in like a I have to consult the audience and my group of friends of what this experience has meant to me um but if I if I can just say like I um I've been a nerd my whole life and like I knew that and I loved video games and it was the way 
and uh, me, you, and Daniel Prender were talking about this. I'll briefly share. Like, when I was growing up, like, we'd go and play backyard football, and I was never the strongest, fastest, or tallest kid on the team. And we play backyard football, and all the kids would be like, "Yo, you're weak. Yo, you're not strong enough. You're not this and that." And then at one point, this kid just like punched me in the stomach and said, "Let's see how tough you are." And I ran home crying. And I remember thinking, like, if this is what community is like, if this what masculinity, all those things, if this is what it's like, I don't want it. I don't want any of it. And I remember the first time I played Xbox 360 with my friends in a basement, I stood there nervous that I would be outed for, for not being good enough, fast, all these things. And I remember just playing and everyone was laughing and I was dying, right? It was violent. It was all this, but I was looking at myself for the first time saying like, I'm accepted and I don't have to be something I'm not. And it was that moment that I think back to of like video games has meant everything to me because it has shown me that I don't have to be someone I'm not. But then I went to college and I and I had been gaming for all of my life and I went to college and I went to college and like the scene was very different and it was like more about career and all the different things and there's good things that come from college but for me I, I stopped gaming like for a while like the most gaming I did was Rocket League and I would come back and talk to this guy and some of my friends and they'd be like, yo, he doesn't seem like you're gaming anymore. Do you want to keep gaming? Like, it's cool if you don't. It's just kind of weird because we see you online sometimes. We don't know if we want to invite you. It was just a weird time, but I struggled with it. I was like, do I want to play video games? Like, all my friends are doing cooler things. I Did I leave that person behind? And I'll say when I came back, I came back super lonely uh, after graduation because I didn't really know what I was doing. And I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do, who I wanted to do it with. And then some random night, this guy showed up and said, I've got an idea. What if we just showed up and talked about something that we love? Because we're not doing anything that really is productive anyways right now. We're just trying to figure it out. And if, if, I, if I can just point to one thing about this community, it's literally been, it has shown me the side of me that I've loved about myself for so long but I had forgotten because I had tried to be tried to do something else and be something else getting back into gaming getting back into doing this with him has been an awesome experience about learning and sharing and all and creating and all these things but it's been an affirmation of who I am and who I was made to be and who I was created to be and that to me I'll never know how to thank you guys for that if if anything I don't care about video games you play how much fun we've had laughs it's just like i need you guys to know that you guys have made me confident to say i play video games and i'm proud and that might seem like a really silly thing to say but i was really struggling with that like really struggling with what do i think of myself and the things that i do and consider it as fun but this community you guys each and every person whether you chatted one time whether you texted me whether you played an xbox game with me whether you just watch silently you guys have reinforced the fact that like yo Every time, every time you interact with me, even if you don't say a word, you're saying, Andrew, we love you for who you are. You should be you. And I, and I hope and I pray and I, and I, and I, just, I just want you guys to, to leave this community thinking that about yourself. It doesn't matter if you don't game and you watch this. Just know that who you are in this moment watching, I, I love you. Like I truly, I can say that because I've interacted with each and every one of you. Be yourself. No, if, if anything this should teach you that who yourself is is the most important thing to be because we never tried to be someone we weren't and that's what got us on the internet in the first place it wasn't Caleb trying to be someone else it wasn't me trying to be someone else it was us being losers 
crying in our basement when a, a celebrity reached out to us. Like that that's what made us big, right? It was being us. And I and I rambled on maybe a little too long, but um that's I just good. I just want each and every one of you to leave thinking I can be who I am and that's all that matters. And gaming and gamers out there wherever you are whether you are proud of gaming or not, you should be proud and you should be happy. And you always have a friend and a community with good old Andy over here. So I'll turn it over to you. It was good. It was good. Um if you are listening to this, um I believe that that God made you special and he loves you very much. Um and I believe that we were all created to um, embrace a sense of belonging and, and seek to leave an impact with each other. And I can't begin to thank you enough for supporting us and, and me in this dream and in this vision and what Andrew and I have created. Um, I have grown up loving TV and movies and video games and, and I realized that what can be so mundane or without purpose or without impact um, can actually have the reverse effect if you if you talk about that with your loved ones and if you connect with them over that. Um, and so I can't, I cannot put it into words. Um, I love to speak. I love to teach. I, I think words come naturally to me. So I just hope that can properly convey how much you guys mean to me on Twitch and on YouTube and, and following us on Twitter. Um, I will never, ever in my entire life play another video game, watch another episode of TV, or watch another movie without thinking of you guys and without thinking of this. Um, and the only reason I'm holding it together is because I know I, I still have some more time with Andrew <laughs> and I still have some more time with you guys. But Thank you for giving us a chance. Thank you for, for listening to us babble on about this crazy, stupid stuff um, and in ways in which we, we can only scratch the surface um, of, of our belonging and impact in your lives compared to your belonging and impact in ours. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we love you. That, I mean, yeah, that was really well said, man. And I'm not done <laughs> processing all of it uh i told andrew when st things got rolling that it's going to take me some time years maybe to really look back and fully understand what has happened um but yeah all we can say is is thank you <laughs> so i don't know is, is there anything else i, I, I think that's if I say anything more, I'll probably cry. Okay, yeah. Fair point. That's a, that's a great... That's just a great fair point. I'm barely holding on to it here, buddy. Um, I want to reach out to some of you on Xbox. I would like our last ever YouTube video to be a Let's Play of us together in an Xbox party. I think you can add up to 12 people, and I would love to play Halo Master Chief Collection, so be on the lookout for me reaching out to you for your gamer tags and all that stuff. I still want to find ways to connect with you guys. Um, but, yeah, for the last time... <laughs> Much love and keep on gaming.